0: This is our eighth session on Ephesians 2:11 to 13. Our focus is going to be on having no hope and without God in the world, and the reversal of that in Jesus Christ. Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called thus the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time
1: separated from Christ. That's the fundamental
0: statement of misery that unleashes these next four. You were separated from Christ,
1: which resulted in one,
0: alienation from the commonwealth of Israel, two, strangers to the covenants of promise, three, having
1: no hope, let's get rid of this, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, at one time,
0: you were this. At that time, you were separated from Christ with all of these four negative effects. But now,
1: in Christ Jesus, so
0: in Christ Jesus reverses separated from Christ Jesus. You, you who once,
1: so four times we get this temporal reference, once were far off, have now been brought near by the blood of Christ. Near to what? Near to the Commonwealth of Israel. Near to the promises. Near to hope. Near to God. So let's linger
0: for a few minutes over what it means to have no hope or to have that reversed in Christ. So in Christ Jesus, We have, by the blood of Christ, been reversed from having no hope to having a hope. So to know what the no hope means, let's look at what the hope is that he has been talking about in Ephesians. Here's Ephesians 1.18. He prays that having the eyes of our hearts enlightened, you may know what is the hope of his calling. So, God has called us. What has He called us to? This hope. What are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints? So, He wants us to know what this hope is. And perhaps the most beautiful description of it in Ephesians is right here in chapter two, a few verses later. God raised us up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that, now here comes the hope, so that in the coming ages, that's forever,
1: forever he might show the immeasurable, that's infinite, riches of his grace,
0: infinite riches of grace displayed this way, in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So, forever an infinite riches of God's undeserved favor expressed in an eternally creative kindness toward us. In other words, forever and ever and ever and ever we will enjoy kind demonstrations of the infinite nature, of the riches, of the grace of God. This is piling word upon word to say it just won't be able to be better than it is going to be. That's our hope. Colossians 1.27 puts it like this, To them, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So our hope is summed up again in glory. Or 1 Peter 5.10, After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So it's all summed up. The hope of our calling is the eternal glory of God secured for us in Christ. doesn't say glory of God, explicitly does it. But we know that it, we know that it is, and here it's made explicit in Romans 5.2. Through him, through Christ. We have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice now in the hope of the glory
1: of God. So,
0: my conclusion is that what Paul is stressing here in saying we have no hope is that we had no taste of no sight of, in any spiritual way, no satisfaction in, no enjoyment of, no prospect to enjoy the glory of God, which is, I think, why he goes one step further, not just to say we were hopeless, but to name the essence of the hope that we lacked. We lacked God. The heart of our hope is the glory of God, not just vague glory, not just vague kindness, not just vague grace, but rather God's grace, God's kindness, the glory of God. We were finally and decisively without God, and now in Christ, not separated from Christ, but in Christ, we are citizens of Israel. And because we are citizens of Israel, the covenants with Israel count as our promises, and those promises fill us with hope. And the apex of that hope is not without God, but with God. And when you add in the world, we were without God in the world, so we will be with God in the world already, I think, That's the point at the end of the paragraph in verse
1: 22. In Him, you
0: also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. Jesus, by gathering a people from Jew and Gentile and reconciling them both together in one body, is preparing a people in whom uniquely God dwells. This is the apex of our hope. Finally, in the end, as we enjoy his kindness in infinite quantity and creativity and ages, and now, even now, in the world, in the world, we have fellowship with knowledge of enjoyment, of security in fellowship with God.